This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him, and the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man, and then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and, have, and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. In that passage from Luke 14, Jesus gives two straightforward teachings about how we should live our daily lives as his disciples. Their instructions for how Jesus says we should live. Like any teaching, any instructions from Jesus, we are free to accept or reject this. But if we are trying to grow as faithful disciples of Jesus, we should accept these teachings. If you accept these teachings, if you grasp teachings, if you grasp them, if you put them into practice, you will be a very different person than you otherwise might be. My experience is that living these teachings in this passage will lead you to happiness, to strength, to fulfillment. I see this witness in so many people in this community who choose to live these teachings. These teachings, if lived out, also, Jesus makes 100% clear here, are meant to lead to eternal rewards. So to get your reflection going this week, let me tell you some initial thoughts, give you some initial thoughts about these two main teachings in this passage. The setting of the passage is a dinner at the home of a leading Pharisee. The custom in Jesus' time and place is that there are places of honor at the table. Jesus notices that people are choosing for themselves places of honor at the table. So here's teaching number one. Jesus teaches when you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor, meaning do not take the place of honor. Jesus says a more distinguished guest than you may have been invited. The host who invited you both may approach you and say, give your place to this man, and then you'll proceed in embarrassment with embarrassment to the lowest place. Let me interject. Please be sure you get this. The host is acting in an entirely fine way here. 
This banquet belongs to the host. It's his banquet. He decides whom to honor at his banquet. He assigns the place of honor to the person whom he chooses to honor at the banquet. Back to Jesus. Jesus says, rather, when you're invited, take the lowest place. So when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your friends at the table. Please just go through the details of that first teaching this week because there's a lot of content in here. In human life, there is such a thing as honor. Honor is of God. Jesus affirms that here. Honor is good. Honor is meant to be enjoyed by people who are honored. Honor is bestowed on a person by other people. This is the nature and the only nature of honor. When we honor a person, we affirm that this person is good, important, admirable. This person is worthy of attention. The place of honor at a table, in a room, in a family, in a conversation, in a community is given by us to the people we choose to honor. So if I take the place of honor in any setting, it is entirely contradictory to the nature of honor. It's entirely unrealistic and ridiculous. When I take the place of honor, it's my saying, I declare myself to be held by other people as good, important, admirable, and worthy of attention. I cannot take the place of honor in reality. I can only receive honor. I can only be given the place of honor by the people who honor me. My taking the place of honor is minimally stupid. I don't think many of us today would go to a wedding banquet and take the place of honor. But this teaching is not just about table arrangements at a wedding. It's about daily life. We happen to live in a popular culture that is driven by people who insist that they are good, important, admirable, and worthy of attention in a way we never have in our country's history we are driven in our popular culture by people who take the place of honor. So this is an issue in every time and place, but it's particularly an issue in this culture. My taking the place of honor is often part of, and sometimes profoundly part of, my badness. When I have to be the center of attention in my family. Often part of that is the whole dynamic of my taking the place of honor. When I have to win every disagreement, sometimes that very much has to do with my taking the place of honor. When I have to have the final word in evaluation, and criticism of other people, that can be very much tied to my taking the place of honor. 
Here's the truth Jesus teaches of how we should live. It's straightforward. Live humility. Christianity 101 would tell you humility is the acceptance that God is greater than all people and all things, and that we are all equal as children of God. I can actually operate out of those truths. I can choose to live the reality of humility, however I feel about it at a given moment. Jesus is always humble. I can imitate Jesus. If I live humility and honor comes my way, it comes from other people. If these people are correct, I enjoy the gift of their honoring me. If I live humility and honor does not come my way, and everyone else is wrong about me, I should be honored, but I'm not, I'm absolutely fine because I'm living the truth of humility, which is powerful and fulfilling. And because Jesus teaches, it's all gonna work out in the end. As I said earlier, this teaching is about daily life and eternal life. Jesus includes in this teaching a direct revelation. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. It's clear Jesus is speaking here about God's eternal judgment. The sin of my, or the stupidity, if it's just stupidity, but it can be sin, the stupidity slash sin of ungodly self-exaltation will be resolved eternally by God. And the virtue of Christian humility will be rewarded by God. You choose ultimately where you wanna go. There will be God's judgment as Jesus teaches. This is how it ends. Teaching number two. Jesus says, when you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends, brothers, relatives, or wealthy neighbors in case they might invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you. Again, please just spend time taking that directly this week. Jesus is clearly not speaking strictly literally here. That's clear because Jesus does not establish a tradition or a church in which people no longer dine with family and friends. Jesus eats privately at Peter's home, at Martha Mary and Lazarus's home, at Zacchaeus's home, at Levi's home. The Last Supper is a private banquet. We happen to live in a community in which collectively, every day, we actually do live this, that we serve two meals a day to anybody and everyone, but that's not strictly what Jesus is teaching here. I'm sure that what Jesus is teaching is that his disciples are to invite into their lives, bring to their tables, abundantly give to people who can give nothing material in return. Why is this? Because that's who God is. That's what true love, who is God, is. God loves freely and generously, abundantly with everyone. God has a special concern for those who are in in great need. We just prayed that out loud in Psalm 68. 
we prayed for God who gives to the poor, orphans, widows, the forsaken, prisoners, the languishing, the needy, to give grace to all of us. We describe that's how God's love unfolds in this world. When you give to those who cannot repay you, you say yes to God. You imitate God. You allow God, God's love, to flow through you. You live true love. You grow in God. You grow in God now and eternally. Jesus states here, when you give to those who cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. You will be rewarded eternally in heaven. This is the storing up of treasure in heaven that Jesus teaches us to do. You choose to live your life giving, calculating earthly repayment. You'll get your earthly repayment, whatever that is. That's very limited and it's fairly pathetic, but that's your choice. If you choose to live your life giving in true love on the path to eternal life, not calculating repayment, that's also your choice. That is the right choice. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.